Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning, this is Dirt Radio on 3CR, live from unceded Wurundjeri land of the Kulin Nation. I'm Jack, riding solo today on a sunny now morning. It's beautiful out there, isn't it? And hopefully it's here to stay. I'm a bit sick of the rain. And uh, today we're bringing you a dual part pre-recorded interview with Natalie Farah, who works at uh, Friends of the Earth in the office. And Natalie today is talking with Dr. Jen Sanger of The Tree Projects and Chris Sheringa of Victorian Forest Alliance on their new Victorian Forest Carbon Report and the power of forests for action in climate change. We're here talking with Jen um, from Tasmania. Jen's actually in Western Australia hiking at the moment and he's talking to us from a beautiful um, forest in the background. So welcome, Jen. Thank you so much for joining us today. No problem. It's lovely to be here. Amazing. So I just wanted to ask a couple of general questions, I guess, reflecting back on your um, your career path or what has led you to be here and what led you to forests um, as a way of combating the climate crisis. Yeah, so I've always had an interest in, in nature and forests. Um, I grew up on a farm and we had a lot of bush um, around us. And so yeah, I just have memories of a kid um, running through the forest and running through the bush and having a, having the time of my life, essentially. Um, I ended up um, going to university to study ecology and conservation. Um, and from there, just really got drawn to um, some of our native forests in Australia and how spectacular they are. Mm. Um, I, after doing my honours, I kind of um, got a bit... Um, um, itchy feet and travelled around and um, yeah. I was lucky enough to spend a whole bunch of time in some rainforests in South America yeah. as well um, in the Amazon which was really fun and then um, yeah I came back to Australia and did my PhD and yeah. one of the things that I really um, wanted to do was I wanted to do something to do with rainforests and I wanted to do something to do with plants and so I ended up doing my PhD on a group of plants called epiphytes which yeah. are plants that grow on other trees so if you can imagine ferns and orchids growing up into the canopy and so then uh, I in order to study these I had to learn how to tree climb and so my husband and I Steve both learned how to tree climb and during yeah. my PhD we climbed probably about oh about maybe about 150 different trees and oh, yeah awesome. and I think from that it just kind of started to make our ourselves appreciate just how we look at forests and how we view it forests because most people when they kind of go into a forest it's very um you know a very one-dimensional thing but climbing trees was able to like just let us kind of 
look at the forest in a new light. And mm-hmm. yeah, and that's kind of what um, instigated us starting the tree projects. Um, now, during all this time, I've been really involved in um, climate. Um, I was just thinking about this the other day. Um, when I first started getting involved in climate change was back in 2007. So I was in university then and this yeah. was um, the era of um, Al Gore's Inconvenient Truth. And I remember there was a whole yeah. bunch of us climate activists that were just so empowered by this and, mm. and, and, we, were, and we were like, you know, this is the time, this is the moment, this is, you know, what we've been talking about and it's mm. getting out there into the world. Yeah. And so I think that um, combining forests and um, climate um, you know like it's, our forests are so important for the climate yeah. and when as I was getting more involved in forests and conservation of forests and, and actively campaigning for their protection um, I started learning how important it was that um, forests are protected for the climate and I guess that's kind of where my whole interest lies so yeah yeah, yeah. that's amazing um, I think it's just so incredible like how your path has been quite unconventional I suppose um we see people where you are now or young people see activists or intellectuals and they think that it's a straight path out of school into university but you've obviously you know went traveling and and you've just you you took your time to find where um you can make, make the most impact um in the climate crisis and you know extinction crisis and i think that's just so amazing to hear um for people who are a little bit lost right now and maybe just not sure exactly what they can do yeah. i guess i wanted to ask what do you think the main difference between ancient forests in australia and you know different forests around the world and why are we always saying that australian forests are um very important internationally yeah, I'm, I guess the the different the main difference I see, especially because I've um, been to place, been lucky enough to travel to some rainforests in um, Borneo as well, and the Amazon and Central America. And I guess the thing is, um, the difference between here and there is that um, we have absolutely no need to be logging our forests, yeah. and all the excuses that we we make for logging them are just so irrelevant. And I know that there's really big issues with deforestation happening in um, Brazil and and in the Amazon and in Borneo. And, but, um, you know, there's a lot of very poor people living over there that are, um, that are just trying to eke out an existence. But we don't have that here in Australia. We're very wealthy. Um, and the reason we're um, logging our forests is just coming down to basically just greed and, and ignorance and, and politics a lot of the time too. So our temperate forests, are, um, the big ones are the, um, the eucalyptus regnans forests. So um, the mountain ash forests are yeah. really, um, you know, they're remarkable. They're some of the tall, well, they, they are the tallest flowering tree in yeah. the world. Mm. And um, what we have is just these, especially like the old growth forests, they're just absolutely amazing. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing like them. And yeah. um, they're some of the most carbon dense forests in the whole entire world. And, mm. um, and I think that's what makes them very unique. Um, and important to protect and also too they're absolutely beautiful places as well too so absolutely and really mm. beautiful to climb I am yes <laughs> and I kind of wanted to touch on that like if yep. people want to learn to climb um, I mean I've done it a few times and it's just been such yep. a pleasure and I'm always so keen to go and do yep. it where did yep. you go well that's the problem because I mean when we um, when we learnt um, for our 
for my research when my husband Steve and I learned, um, we looked at some courses in Australia and they're actually really, really expensive and there wasn't yeah, many people yeah. that were teaching um, rec- um, like like there's people teaching people to climb for for arborists so for like removing limbs and cutting things down but that's very outside the scope of what we wanted to do Mm. and um so there was only I think one person in Australia that was offering courses outside of that and they were quite expensive and so we actually learned when we were over in the US um, we got taught by um one of one of the universities over there and in Hobart uh, yeah (laughs) in Hobart we also run the um the Tasmanian Recreational Tree Climbing Club where we just get people come along and we just host free sessions in the park and um, get people climbing and up trees and and they love it. And, um, yeah, and it's just a great way to meet people and hang out. So, yeah. So, I mean, a big... Yeah, it'd be great to see something like that happening in Victoria and um, and other places around Australia as well. So yeah, um, okay. So I just wanted to start touching uh, on the report, and so just to clarify yep. to people listening, so Jen has is a part of the um, the Trees Project, yeah, and mm-hmm. um, have recently um, released a report on Tasmania's forest carbon and you can find all of that on the, on their socials and on the website. Um, it's a brilliant report, super accessible, really great graphics and Jen has been generous enough to um, publish another report in conjunction with VFA about Victoria's forest carbon. Uh, that report um, has been also recently released and um, we'll have a link for that in the description. Um, so, Jen, I just wanted to uh, see what drove you to writing the Tasmania report um, and then I suppose if you could touch on the differences between how it was like to do the Tasmanian one and then the Victorian one. I guess, um, you know, like we always, we there's been a lot of really interesting work done by Heather Keith and David Lindemeyer looking at um, the mountain ash forest in Victoria and how important they are. And so um, it got me thinking down here in Tasmania, we have heaps of um, mountain ash forests and tall eucalypt forests, yeah. um, which are likely to be some of the most dense in the carbon dense in the world as well, too. And um, we're in the unfortunate position where we're actually still logging a lot of our forests in Tasmania and we're still logging a lot of our mature forests as well, which is absolutely terrible um in 2022 that we're still doing that well if you know we have the most carbon dense forests in the world and we're still cutting that down what's the emissions like and so i thought this must have been a fairly easy question to answer because you know there's all these uh carbon accounting that's done by the commonwealth government um and so i made a few phone calls emailed a few people trying to try and tried to figure out this figure um but it was really difficult to do our forests, as they grow, they absorb heaps of carbon um, down from the atmosphere. And so that's actually making like, you know, it's a, it's a carbon sink. Um, but forests, when they're logged, that produces emissions, but it's reported in that same category. And because it's you've got like an, a negative figure from all the carbon that's being drawn down and then a positive figure of emissions from um, forestry, yeah. um, when they kind of like it's only reported as a net figure and you can't differentiate one from the other and so I thought this was really weird and so I um I rang them up it was just really wasn't very transparent at all and they um and so they kind of told me that they were using um logging so how much logs are being harvested that's how they were using to put this 
figure into this model to get an estimation and um, I just really wasn't getting the answers that I wanted and so I decided to calculate the figure myself yeah and so, <laughs> and so um, uh, luckily luckily we've had some really smart people like Heather Keith and David Lindemeyer and a whole bunch yeah. of other really excellent scientists um, who um, have done the background research and um, were able to help me out a lot with this yeah and then for the Tasmanian report uh, we got a figure of uh, 4.65 million tonnes of carbon. So that's equivalent to about um, 20, sorry, not 20, 2 million cars a year, yeah, um, the yeah. pollutions, which was yeah. huge. And, um, yeah, I was actually quite shocked about how high it was because it actually makes logging in Tasmania the highest emitting sector in the whole state, which is wow. huge. Yeah, and then um, once I released the report, um uh, I've been working with VFA uh, to do a Victorian version and um, what we found with Victoria, there was about 3 million tonnes of carbon that was released every year. So that's about equivalent to about 1.1 million cars. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually surprised. So I, I, I really don't have a lot to do with um, Victorian forest stuff, unfortunately. I've been there and visited a few times. But I kind of get this impression that Victoria is in a much worse state than Tasmania. It's mm. kind of um, – it feels like you, your state has unfortunately had about like 30 years more intensive logging than what we yeah. have and that, yeah. that a lot of it's just been absolutely flogged to what it sounds like. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I guess due to the size of um, your state, um, mm. it is quite – It's there's still quite a lot of logging going on. So, yeah, yeah the emissions are quite huge. Um, I guess I just wanted to finish up with asking um, how can people get involved to stop logging and also your insight on um, what do we need to do as a community to put pressure to stop native forest logging in Australia? Yeah, okay. So there's a few things here. Um Firstly, go join a local group. Uh, there's heaps and heaps and heaps of really good groups doing some fantastic things. And there's there's different things for different people. If you want to get involved into um, um, activism, then there's a lot of groups doing that. Mm. Um, then also, too, if you, if you love doing more science stuff, there's heaps of citizen science groups around. Um, and then there's a lot of people whose talents might be, you know, um, artists, graphic designers, um, yeah you know communications people there's a role for everyone basically um so which is which is just fantastic and it's a great way to meet some really fantastic people as well too um i think also to people kind of i and i I totally get this but um i think people feel really disengaged in the political process um but your voice is really really important and if you can um do what you can to get the message out there. So, you know, speak about these issues um, with your friends, but then also too, it's really important to write to your PM, um, um, sorry, your MP, (laughs) also the PM as well, (laughs) all of them. Yeah, just... Just um, just hassle your politicians for change. So ring them up, ask for meetings, ask them to put an end to native forest logging, write to them. Just using your voice where you can. Um, uh, if you're if you're time poor and you don't have a lot of um, um, spare time to get involved in groups or do things, um, donate donate to your small little groups. Um, so places like VFA is really excellent. Amazing. Um, cool. That was really informative and I feel like hopefully people listening, um, yeah, have a bit more of an idea of what's going on in our forests and feel inspired to also join 
and do something about it. Um, so I just wanted to give you the opportunity to add anything else that you wanted to say, um, and then we'll say goodbye. Forests are just a wonderful, incredible places. I just encourage people to spend as much time as possible in them um, and, and just appreciate and learn about how incredible they are. You know, not only are they awesome for um storing carbon but they you know provide some fantastic habitat for some really awesome and really um critically endangered species as well too so they're just important for so many reasons um thank you so much for taking the time out of your downtime and um i'm going to link the tree projects website and socials in the description i'm chatting now have a few children's picture books or footy boots that your kids have outgrown but want to find them a loving home we'll drop them in at 3cr and put them in the books and boots bin books and boots regularly sends pre-loved children's picture books and sports footwear to remote and regional first nations communities and children across the country contact us at books and boots or go to the website www.booksandboots.org.au we love a good book You're listening to Dirt Radio on 3CR. Now for the second part of the interview with Natalie Farah and Chris Sheringa of the Victoria Forest Alliance on the new Victorian Forest Carbon Report. To link the Tree Projects website and socials in the description. I'm chatting now with Chris Sheringa from VFA. Um, welcome, Chris. Thank you so much for making the time. Thanks for having me. Oh, good. Um, so I just wanted to start uh, by asking you um, what you think the significance of um, this report is, the carbon report. Um, yeah, I think the biggest significance is that for so long this information has been hidden and really it's the first time that the emissions from the logging industry, from the Victorian um logging industry have mm. been revealed mm. and that's why it's so important because usually these figures are included or couched in um, how much carbon the forests are, are sequestering and that's what's so exciting about this report it finally reveals that logging is a, is a big emitter in Victoria mm. and how critical these forests are for protecting us against climate catastrophe and, and the mm. devastating impacts of climate change. And so what are the figures like? I know that there were some calculations that show um, how much carbon we'll be saving if we stop logging right now. So at the moment, um, logging is generating around 3 million tonnes of carbon every year. Wow. Um, so that's around the equivalent of 700,000 cars mm. um, and close to two times the emissions of our domestic aviation sector. Um, and if protected, Victoria's forests could absorb around 90 million tonnes of carbon yeah. from the atmosphere. That's just yeah. why, that's why 2050, which mm. is yeah, absolutely incredible and just shows how important these forests are. Do you know approximately, I suppose, percentage of uh, how much 
they're still covering of Victoria and how much of them have already been logged? Um, I'm not sure on the exact figure, but there are thousands and thousands of hectares of forests across eastern Victoria, many which have been historically logged or cleared in the past. Mm. Um, and so really what's left is is really important because of how much has been inter- impacted by logging, also um, bushfires uh, mm. and repeated bushfires in areas. And it's interesting when you look at um, there was some some research that came out a few years ago from the Australian National University, mm. which was looking at the density of carbon across the southeastern forests of, of Australia. Mm. And the it showed what it showed was was that the central highlands, less than two hours from Melbourne, and as you say, critical habitat for threatened species, mm. filters Melbourne's drinking water, really, really beautiful, incredible forests. Mm. Um, they're some of the most carbon dense, um, not only in Australia, but in the world. So they're, wow. they're globally significant. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're incredibly lucky. And yeah. um, I think also it's a really, it really shows um, the Victorian government could be playing a really key role mm. in um, protecting us from from climate disaster by protecting these forests. Um, but instead, yeah, they've got plans to log for another eight years, which is really devastating. Do you know, like, how much more they're planning to log? Are they going to keep logging until it's all it's all done, or is there going to be, you know, any limit on that? Any like legislation that you know stops certain certain um, yeah, like how how quickly they're logging or how how much they're logging in a year. Yeah, it's it's around four MCGs every day. Wow! And yeah, it's that it's thousands of hectares every, every year. So it is really impactful. Um, it's it's on a large scale, and most of it is going to low grade products like cardboard um, mm. and packaging products. Um, I just wanted to uh, move on to, I suppose, what people can do. And so I know you're working a part of the VFA, which is Victorian Forest Alliance. Um, it's a really incredible group of people um, that are, yeah, very strongly campaigning for protecting our forests um, and definitely encourage everyone listening to have a look at um, all of their social media and get in touch and um, see how they can help out. And I wanted to ask uh, what VFA uh, is planning to um, to do with the report, I suppose, um, and uh, how they, yeah, how you think it's going to be um, impacting the discourse on forests um, going forward into the state election and beyond. Yeah, what this report really shows is that we cannot wait for another eight years um, and forests need to be immediately protected and whoever is forming government in November, any candidate or any politician who Mm. has the privilege of representing um, communities and people must act to end logging now. Mm. And not only... You know, this report really shows how important these forests are for tackling climate change, 
Um, but there's so many values for native forests and they're so important to protect. Mm. And so we're doing, we're working really hard in the lead up to the state election to um, talk to talk to local candidates. Uh, we're in local electorates in, in Richmond, Northcote uh, and other areas. So uh, if people want to get involved and help protect these precious forests, yeah, please get in touch with us. Uh, yeah. The Victorian Forest Alliance, we're an alliance of over 30 grassroots community groups from across mm. Victoria. Um, it's such an exciting movement and project to be a part of. So, yeah, yeah, get involved. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's heaps of ways to get involved. Uh, we have leafleting packs. So if you feel like, you know, walking in your local neighbourhood and delivering leaflets, we've got, um, yeah, we've got packs available for people to grab. We have house signs. If you're interested in coming and doing some market stalls with us, mm. uh, banner painting, projections, yeah, there's heaps and heaps of ways to get involved. And you don't need any experience. Um, we're just a really, you know, keen to meet people and skill people up and um, and also just, yeah, build a community and have fun while doing it. So, Yeah. There's heaps of ways to get involved and heaps of ways to contribute that don't involve, don't necessarily involve yeah. going out into the forest or, um, yeah, doing citizen science or those kind of things. Um, yeah. 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 Amazing. And I can say from experience that um, it is very, very beautiful to go out in the forest and do the citizen science and whatnot, um, but we can't all do that all the time. And so even just like taking a half an hour here and there, to drop some letters off and do some leafletting um, will make a massive difference. So get involved. Um, thank you so much, Chris, for making the time to join us today. Really appreciate it. Um, and, yeah, uh, we'll talk to you soon, I hope. Thank you so much for having me. DigiChew, people, place, language. Connecting stories, culture and language across Australia. Contribute your content in digitube.com.au. Sign up for a free account and select your options for streaming. Download and broadcast promotion. A 3CR supporter. This is Dirt Radio on 3CR. Thank you to Natalie Farah, Dr Jen Sanger and Chris Sharinga for their interviews and their work on the Forest Carbon Report. And as always, you'll be able to get all the information and links in the show notes on the 3CR podcast. Links on the website. So over the weekend, just a quick update, we had Bring the Noise, the Day of Actions in the city, in the CBD, and everything went really well. It was a good fun day, weather held out for us, and we've raised about $7,500 so far, but we need more. And if you are willing to get involved, we'd much appreciate it at Friends of the Earth. Um, keep the donations rolling in. I'll also put a link for that on the show notes. Up next is Gavin Moore and Billabong Beats taking you through to midday. I've been Jack, this has been Dirt Radio, and I'm going to play you out with a few songs. I'll speak to you next week. Listen to sound.
how we beat them all in a row. The cost more water, but all in dough. Ring the alarm, and not a sound is dying. Whoa, hey, ring the alarm, and not a sound is dying. Whoa, hey, four big sound in a one big lawn. The dance sound, I play the other three, keep calm. Four big sound in a one big lawn. The boom sound, I play the other three, keep calm. Ring the alarm, and not a sound is dying. Whoa, hey, remember this sound, it's a talk of the town, talk of the country, hey, rock Mr. Charlie, rock Miss Munchy, talk of the country, so ring the alarm, and not a sound is dying, I know, I know, ring the alarm, and not a sound is suffering, whoa, hey, watch this sound, man, a timber, watch this sound, man, a pray, watch this sound, man, a Sweet reggae music on, on the attack, yes, on the attack, it on, on the attack, sweet reggae music on, on the attack, yes, on the attack, 